This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome back, everyone, to the 15th Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, the COO and co-founder of the Teach Better team, Jeff Gargas, my new teammate. Hey, yeah, that's right. Like we're teammates now. Like we're not, we're no longer just friends. We're no longer friends. We're colleagues. <laughs> we're, well, I guess that's colleagues, but you know what I mean? Like we're teammates. We're teammates at this point. We have officially been drafted by the Dallas Stars and it's awesome to play alongside of you, Mr. Stamper. No, so you came on, for those of your listeners who don't know somehow yet, that you have officially come on to the Teach Better team. You are running our podcast network manager, right? Yes, is that what it is? That's right. Which I guess, pretty much describes what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're managing the podcast network, the Teach Better Podcast Network, which has been growing recently, which is super exciting. And you bring a whole lot of other things to the team as well, um, which is one of the things that we love about our team members. So many of them, they play different roles, maybe specific roles within the team, but everyone brings so much in their conversations and and the support that we're giving for teachers and the, the things we're coming up with. And and that's, it's super exciting. Um, I'm already pumped about the ways in which you are pushing us to to try new, some new things and new ideas with the network and 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 look for more ways to help support the, the podcasts that are coming on. And I'm super excited about where you're going to take it. So it's uh, pretty exciting now. I'm so honored to not only be a part of the Teach Better team, but also with the Teach Better network. And so excited about the members that we've already added the podcast shows. I think we're at eight right now and we're about to add another one, which actually is a great segue to our special guest tonight, who is Lindsay Titus. Lindsay, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am. Uh, I'm so excited. I was sitting here at Josh and like, like I'm like, who's this woman that's on the other screen here? Like, what's it's not like, right? This is weird. This isn't how we don't know. Obviously, I'm a huge Lindsay fan. <laughs> Lindsay, this is pretty cool having you on this. So I've gotten to come in here and just like destroy Josh's show for 15 episodes now, apparently. Uh, so now you get to do it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm excited. Lindsay, for, for our listeners who may not know you or your podcast, will you please share with them your educational journey and, and kind of and the origin story behind your wonderful podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So again, as, <laughs> as both Josh and Jeff had said, um, I'm Lindsay Titus. I am the founder of Define University. So my podcast is the Define University show with Lindsay Titus. It really, it started in January really as a project out of Define University, which came out of my journey as an educator from burnout, um, true true educator burnout to pure passion for what I do every single day. And so I share that journey on the podcast. Um, I bring in educators and have them share their story because what I've learned through this process is that our story truly is our superpower. And the more that we can share that with others and own it within ourselves, then, then we're, we get to show up every day as the person we are. We don't have to try and pretend to be someone else. And for me on my journey, it was a whole lot of that. So I started out um, actually entering into my 15th year. So I started out 15 years ago in the classroom. I was a kindergarten through second grade self-contained special education teacher. Again, I was a statistic five years in and I was out. 
couldn't do it anymore, lost all sight and vision of who I was. I had gone back to school during that time to be a board certified behavior analyst. And so the next 10 years have really been all about behavior, all about uh, behavior analysis, all about changing behavior. And really the last two years, I realized, you know what, before we can really help students change their behavior, we as the adults need to change our behavior. And so I've really focused on mindset, language, actions we can take to truly own who we are. And then we get to help students own they own who they are, which is really where that behavior change gets to come from. So currently I am a K-12 behavior specialist for a local school district here in Rochester, New York. And then I run Define University outside of that time. So that's a little bit about me and the show. And I'm just really excited to share it on the Teach Better podcast network. That's awesome. And so Lindsay's going to be joining us today to answer some questions in this Aspire Mailbag. And for those who may be listening for the first time, we reach out to you, the listeners, to ask questions, leadership questions, via Twitter, Instagram, and Voxer. And in the past episodes, we've answered anywhere between three and five questions. Tonight, we are actually going to answer two questions. It's going to be a short but jam-packed session with Lindsay and Jeff. And we're going to actually have two questions from other podcasters from the Teach Better Podcast Network. And our first one is from Dr. Jeff Prickett. Gargas, what is his podcast and what is Dr. Jeff Prickett doing? Jeff has a awesome podcast called the Principal Leadership Lab, which is with Adam DeWitt. If you don't know either one of these guys, they are both awesome. They, those two guys have known each other for a long time. And if you think Ray and I banter, holy cow, <laughs> you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Those two, are, Adam is absolutely hilarious. Jeff is hilarious in a way that you just don't see coming because it doesn't come off right away. Adam's just like right from the gate. Jeff will just get you, but uh, they're both brilliant educators uh, and leaders. Uh, and their podcast is the Principal Leadership Lab. It's a, it's a newer podcast, so I'm super excited to have it on the network as a newer podcast that we're going to be able to, to be with them and, and learn and grow with them as they grow their podcast and and grow the the audience that are, that are listening to them and that are connected with them and stuff. So super excited there. So yeah, just also a very, very... Um, He's always in a um, very active member of our administrator mastermind on Tuesdays. Uh, and he's just always in there. I mean, just so much insight and in, in Jeff and his experience and just, I mean, just a good guy. Just a yeah. good guy. Awesome guy. And I'm actually going to be joining their show on Thursday. So I'm super oh, nice to record with. I just did an episode with them last week. I'm not, I can't remember when it comes out, but yeah, they're a lot of fun. They do a nice job with their, with their podcast. All right, Lindsay, you got to get on their show too now. October. Look at that. She's already set. She's I like set. it. <laughs> They don't know it yet. She just booked herself for October. <laughs> they did, they did ask. <laughs> she's, a, she's now a fixture on that show. <laughs> All right. So Dr. Jeff Prickett, he asked, for those leaders connecting with new teams, what do you suggest in terms of helping to know one another in a virtual world? And Lindsay, I know you just produced some content on this. So I'm going to actually send it to you for this answer. Yeah, so I think when in that question, literally one word that stands out to me is the word new, because, you know, if this wasn't new, I I think we would all have an idea of what of what to do, right? We would know kind of where to start. I think what is holding a lot of us back right now is this concept of new and something that, you know, I've really been thinking about over the last few weeks is what if new just simply got to mean like navigating endless wonders, Right. So we have these wonders. We have these what ifs. We have these possibilities. What if literally because it's a new new experience, we get to now navigate that we get to do that. So I think first and I know the question was more how based, 
But I think we have to know that it back to, you know, what Simon Sinek talks about. We have to know the why. We have to know what is it, what's our hurdle, what's our barrier. So understand that first. Is it that it's new that's holding you back? And if so, own it and accept it, become aware of it. Then we can take the action. Because I think if we take action without, which is what I often hear from educators, we'll say, tell me what to do. Tell me how to do it. I'm like, then we're a hamster spinning our wheels. We're just doing it because we think we should. And one of my favorite phrases is get out of shouldville. It's not a place we can make any impact. So I think when it comes to connecting with our teams, do what we would do before with some tweaking. I don't think this is the time to truly reinvent the wheel. I think this is the time we can still have conversations. I haven't met either of you face to face, yet I feel like I have a connection and a relationship with both of you. And I could say that with 100, probably even more educators. So I think it's the fact of not letting new be that barrier to hold back the greatness that can happen this year and simply own the situation we're in and say, we, we will figure this out. If I don't know it today, I can figure it out tomorrow. Um, and to just keep asking questions, keep having conversations and, and just keep being there because a lot of times that's really what it what it comes down to from my perspective. Oh, you, Gargus. Thousand percent agree with all of that. One of the things that I think uh, another sort of thing that holds people back in in this new world that we're in this confusing time of of not being able to be in person and stuff is this idea that it's weird for me because I used to think and then it like quickly shifted for me that that we think that high fiving or hugging someone is why we have a relationship with them. And like why, how we get to know each other. And I'm an extremely kinesthetic person. I love to hug. I love the high fives. I love to do little cool little shakes with you, whatever it might be. But like the hug, the high five, those things, those are good and feel good because you already know and love that person. Even when you meet someone for the first time, you're going to hug. It's because you built a relationship with, with them on Twitter for the last year and a half, two years, right? So like, I, I'm going to actually take a, a weird spin on like the new part, like that, like you're doing the same thing you always did. It's not new. Lindsay kind of touched on like how to, the how is the same way we always have is have conversations with them. It's just now it's over Zoom or, or Google Meet or something like, or just on social media or a phone call or something like that versus always, you know, initially in person. Um, and that, you know, Lindsay touched on the fact that we all have a relationship and I've never met Lindsay, right? But I'm pretty sure that when we do meet in person, we're going to hug, we're going to high five and it's going to be better because we already have a relationship. So it's not going to be weird and awkward, right? It's going to be like, it's going to be because of that. So like, you know, I talk about with teachers, like, Hey, I'm like, your kids don't love you because you can high five them. They love to high five you because they love you already. Yep. So you can build that relationship with them the same way you always have. It just looks and feels a little bit different because it's on screen versus in person. It's the same thing with your staff. All right. And the fact of the matter is someone is in their home on video versus in the hallways in a new school, especially if it's a new teacher who's in a new building, new environment, they're probably going to be a little more comfortable at home in their home environment where maybe they can hide because they can just talk to you on voice, whatever. They might open up more. You might have the ability to talk with them, get a little deeper in conversations with them. Also, by the way, it's a lot easier to set up a quick little Zoom call or a phone call than it is to set up an in-person meeting. So you should be able to do it more often, potentially, right? You could do it as a group. You can bring everyone together. It doesn't take nearly as much out of their day. So it's easier to do if you think about it around that thing. And because we're all doing it from home and the kids come in and the, the home looks met, like we're actually connected on a deeper level, even if we don't realize it. So my thing would be is, is, is piggybacking off what Lindsay said is, is go back and we make sure you have your why, like why are you actually trying to connect with them? Yep. I think that's really, really important. Cause I think a lot of leaders get confused and they say, I need to connect with my team so that they'll do this. The, the, no, you need to connect with them because that's the foundation of everything you do. 
So get your why in order of what, why are you trying to build those relationships and what's important about it? And then do it the same way you always have. Have conversations, actually legitimately care about them and learn about them, figure out what gets them excited, figure out what worries them, figure out where their troubles are, their, their challenges are, and then solve them. It's the same thing. Uh, and then all you can figure out is when you do finally get to be back in person or able to high five and stuff, it's just going to be that much better. So I think that's, that's a big key there. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think I've, I would, I feel I'm more connected with myself now since the pandemic than I was before. And I think it's because I've been reaching out in all different formats. <laughs> like it's not just zoom, it's, you know, Voxer, it's texting, it's phone calls. It's like every way, Facebook, like it doesn't matter. I'm going to connect with you somehow. And that's not how I did things before but I'm going to find a way to do it the way that they're comfortable with. And because of how frequent I've been with that connection, I feel like I know my staff way deeper than I, w I did when I was on campus running around like crazy or in my office, right? I actually find like the silver lining here with the pandemic is I I've actually built a much deeper relationship with all my staff members based on the, the way I'm having to communicate in a new way. And now like hopefully when things go away as far as the pandemic, like I can just keep those strategies moving forward. Mm -hmm. That is my, my new normal because I know for a lot of folks, it's uncomfortable to reach out in those avenues in, in that communication, but it has to be done. We have to check on our staff. We have to communicate and we have to do it in an efficient way. So I love what Lindsay said. I love what you said, Jeff. We need to figure out how to create those relationships any way possible. And there's been this, you know, with the pandemic, Josh, there's been this sort of like new well, it shouldn't have been new, but it's new, like intentional, like intention on building relationships and checking in because we're all going through the pandemic and all this stuff. And I got to check in on my team more that, well, guess what? Like you should have been doing that all along Definitely. and you should absolutely do it afterwards. Cause just cause the pandemic is gone. Doesn't mean they're not dealing with stuff. Yeah. We're all stressed and, and upset and have bad days, good days, bad days up, down like that long before the pandemic ever came around your, your staff, your friends, your family, like they need to check in on all the time anyway. Just because I see you in a hallway and I wave to you doesn't mean we've connected in any way. So I'm, I'm with you, Josh. I hope that everyone keeps that intention long after we're, you know, we're allowed to get back in and we see each other all the time because I think that's really, really important. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I totally agree. Good question, Jeff. Great question. Our second question is coming from Robert Brayer, and he is another person on the podcast network. So, Jeff, what is his podcast and what is Robert doing right now? Yeah. So, Rob Brayer has the, um, Guide in Principles podcast. Yes. He does. Rob does something that's really, really unique uh, that I think is really, really cool. And when you're a guest on a show, you can be prepared for it, but it gets you. Is Rob reaches out to people in your life who you, who you are a leader to or that know you in some capacity as a leader and ask them to share what makes you a good leader. And then he hits it with you at the end of the episode. So you kind of forgot that even if you knew it was happening <laughs> – and he'll play audio from them or read what they wrote in. Or like there was a couple that were video and like, if he has video, you, cause you're, you know, you're on video with him and stuff like that. And man, it just like gotcha. gut punches you and gotcha. like the best way possible. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just like this little level of, of extra that he puts into that show with that, that is just really, really cool and really made us say, man, like we already love Rob anyway. We actually do work with Rob's school, but far beyond just being a, you know, a, a partner school of ours, like he's become just part of our family too. In so many ways he's been connected with us for years before we ever started doing any work with the school um, through mastery chat and, and Twitter and stuff. And, and now he's a, a very active in our admin mastermind, gives us a ton of feedback on that. He has been great 
um, with feedback on the on the podcast network and and, and the process that we go through. Just a, a brilliant educator down in North Carolina who is not only the, the principal at elementary school, but he was short staffed this year. So he's also teaching a fifth grade class right now too, uh, which is just crazy. But his podcast is, is phenomenal uh, and just really, really cool. The stories, because you get the, the story from the leader who he's talking to, but then you get these clips of the people that they lead. It's really cool when you listen to what those people are saying about the guest and then you connect it to the com- the conversation that's already been had and you're like, oh, uh, yep, I totally see it. It's just a really cool thing, really unique. I, I think it's really cool. So uh, Rob's a great guy. I'm a, I'm a big Rob Breyer fan for sure. Yes, huge Robert Breyer fan. He's amazing. His question is, what advice do you have for leaders who are trying to maintain morale during a time of constant change and uncertainty? Do you want to go, Lindsay? Do you want to take it again? All right. Yeah, I'll jump in. So again, I think, two, again, two words. So if you can't tell with, with the name define you, like words, <laughs> I, I hook onto words so, so quickly. And I think for me, again, in that question, it's, you know, the uncertainty part and then morale. And I think, you know, for uncertainty, you know, we could talk for hours on it. I break it down to a really simple sentence. And that uncertainty is the catalyst for creativity. So the only thing that makes something certain is because we've done it before. That's the only reason, right? I am certain I had steak for dinner because I had steak for dinner. I can assume, I can make a guess I'm going to have a shake for breakfast in the morning, but it's not certain yet because it hasn't happened. So the only thing that's certain means it's happened before. Well, if we're only doing what we've always done, I think in education, we all know that doesn't always work in our favor. So I look at uncertainty as, yes, this is now the catalyst to do new things. But then when you tie on morale, because not everybody, I understand, not everybody has that mindset. When we tie on morale, I think morale, you have to remember that morale isn't just the words we speak, but it's something that we feel. It's something that we see. It's something that we have to literally embody in that genuine, you know, we talked about that in the last question. If we're doing it to, because we have to do it or we think we need to do it, they're gonna see right through us. They're gonna see through that vulnerability, that authenticity. So instead, I think if we want to boost morale around uncertainty, we ourselves have to be living into, we're going to figure it out, whatever that mission is, tie it to your values of your school, of your district, um, whatever it is, and keep asking the questions, keep having those conversations. Because I think from there, when you model it, when you show it, you're going to then be able to bring people in and support them at the different levels that they need. I'm going to grab on to another word. It's I love that two different ones popped out to you. The word that I grabbed out of that question was constant. He talked about constant change. And my, my initial gut reaction was, well, you need to be the constant. And I don't know if anybody's a Lost fan, but Penny Desmond, that had a flashback there. If you're not a Lost fan, then you need to go bid that. It's the greatest love story ever told. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well played, Jeff. So the constant, because, because you're right, because there, there's no consistency. There's so much inconsistency right now. And the, con- the only thing that's really constant is that nothing's certain, right? Like, and, and even more so in the sense of like things can change so constantly. So I'm using that word again and again, is that if you need to be there constant, and that doesn't mean that you need to always have it figured out, always be super positive, blah, 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 but you need to be constant. And, and, and Lindsay kind of touched on it. Like you, the constant that you need to be is the, we're going to get through this. We might not know it. I might not know the answer. We might not have all the answers. What we tried might've just bombed. 
It changed yesterday when we did all that work to get it ready, but we're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. I'm going to help us stay on track. As a leader, your job is to make sure that your team can help stay on track. We're going back to that other question of, of that why. Like, why are you doing this? Staying focused on that. What can we control? What can't we control? But you need to be that constant for them of this is where we're going. We might take a bunch of, have to take a bunch of different detours to get there, but but we're going to stay consistently focused on our why, what we're doing here, and we're going to get through this together. So I think it's that that's where you need to be. Like that's you can be the one thing that is constant for them in in this crazy inconsistent world that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. By the way, again, another one there. That's another one for me. That's like you should be that all the time anyway. Yeah. Because if you think that a teacher's life was constant and consistent and and good before the pandemic, then I don't know what's going on. I was never a K-12 teacher, and I know for certain it's never certain ever, ever. Probably the most certain thing a teacher can have is is the uncertainty of the lesson plan they're about, about to do in the morning, right? So I think that th- this is another one that like we're a little more hyper-focused on right now, but we need to take this far beyond this pandemic stuff too because that's always important. Yeah, I want to piggyback on that, Jeff, because I mean – hopefully as leaders, we're preparing our staff for change prior to the pandemic. I mean, just because the pandemic happened doesn't mean that our morale should go crazy low. I mean, I think our staff was prepared in, to a degree because we were constantly changing things. And to piggyback off what you said, Lindsay, is being transparent, right? Like we showed our vision, our steps, and we're going to lay it all out. We're not hiding anything. And then with that change and uncertainty, we're going to go through it together and we're going to be there to support in every every single way and that shouldn't change based on the circumstances now and i think the pandemic is only showing light on a lot of different campuses and leaders and what the practices were prior to this event and now they're going okay well like what do we need to do to to shift it and change and i think communication is key very much so in in building that trust and making sure that everyone understands that even through the worst times, they know that they're going to be all right with the leadership at hand. You know, I think we've been preparing for this, obviously not knowing a pandemic, you know, so to speak, but we've been preparing for this. We teach, you know, change and flexibility and we do all this with our students. And mm-hmm. it's time to really put those those principles that we teach into practice, into our own mm-hmm. practice. And I, it's hard because it's, it's shifting things in us as educators. Um, you know, I know for me, it's, it's, you know, I, I work across 10 buildings. And so it's now I'm working 10 buildings plus remote plus hybrid plus this. And easily I could say, I can't do it. Or I can say, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to do the best I can today. And I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I make that choice. So it comes down to that. Am I willing and able to say, what do I believe? And then am I willing to practice it? Am I willing to put it into play? Definitely. All right, Jeff, you want to hear the most important question of the night? What's up? What is up with the Teach Better team? <laughs> um, Lots of stuff up. So one of the big things is, honestly, the, uh, the growth of the podcast network right now is, is a big thing that I'm super excited about. Yeah, it is. Um, in, in the very near future, got a bunch of new swag coming to the store, so that's been getting worked on. And Josh, that actually goes beyond the swag that you're aware of that's coming soon. There's actually some other stuff in there too. So a lot nice. of cool stuff going on there. Uh, one of the big things we've got going on right now that we're, that we're pushing for is uh, on September 30th, that starts our uh, Teach Better Mindset Meetups, which is a six-week uh, webinar series. So for six Wednesdays in a row, we will be having a uh, – it's two speakers every night, uh, every Wednesday night. 
uh, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern time. And we have just, this was the result of our audience saying, hey, we want more of this webinar stuff. We want more of these uh, awesome people that, that are out there and we want to hear and we want to come together. So it's all about coming together, networking. And we have two awesome speakers each one of those Wednesdays uh, sharing out just some of their awesomeness, basically. So that's going to happen every Wednesday starting September 30th, goes through uh, November 4th. And you can go to teachbetter.com slash mindset meetup for that and get set in there. And Josh, I think we have a code aspire, get yep. some 50% off. That's true. Uh, so that would be awesome to do that. Uh, so that's, that's the big things going on right now. And then obviously super, super excited about the fact that Lindsay's podcast is officially joining the podcast network. By the time this episode comes out, she should be like actually on the site and everything. Yep. Cause we just signed on. So we're super excited about that and continue to do more work with Lindsay. So that's exciting as well. Well, actually, Lindsay's going to take over the Aspire mailbag from here on out. It's definitely... Her. It's just going to be hers. Yeah. She she killed it tonight, so I'm just going to pass it off. The mailbag is that we get the questions and we just we mail them to Lindsay and <laughs> yes. she takes care of it. Perfect. And you and I just like hang out. I'm like, glad it's... we established that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much for being with us and putting up with our banter. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, thank you. It, it was, it's been a blast. <laughs> it's, it's never, I mean, how can you go wrong when you're just laughing? You, that's you how can't I live go. my life. That's, that's the Gargus way right there. <laughs> Jeff, as usual, thank you, my friend, for being on the Inspire Mailbag. Appreciate you, brother. 